Welcome to the Dream Job System, the only podcast that provides proven tangible strategies to help you land a job you love without traditional experience and without applying online. Get ready to level up your job search with your host, Austin Belsack. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Dream Job System podcast. I'm your host, Austin Belsack. And in this episode, I'm going to share seven ways to help you make networking easier for yourself because Networking is hard enough as it is, right? And if you're listening to this podcast, I imagine that you're probably not seeing the results from networking that you might hope to see or that you might feel like you've been promised in some capacity. So I want to share seven things that you can do, seven ideas that will help make networking easier for you. Let's dive in. The first idea is to focus on people that you're genuinely excited to connect with. So something that I hear a lot from folks that I work with is that networking feels transactional. That's what they tell me. And the truth is, Networking becomes transactional when you make it transactional. So if you're a job seeker and you're thinking to yourself, you know, I'm only emailing this person because I need a job or I need to build a relationship as fast as possible because I need a job. That's what's going to come across in your communications, in your energy. And that's what the other person is going to feel. So naturally, it's going to be transactional. Speaking from personal experience, one of the easiest ways to combat this is to focus on people that you're genuinely excited to connect with. So instead of saying, I'm connecting with this person to get a job, you should be saying, I'm so excited to connect with this person that having them in my network is just going to benefit me in life. I don't care if I get a job. If I do, then that's going to be beneficial. Obviously, you know, if they're working at my target company, that's a, a big plus. But truly, just connecting with this person and having them in my network is going to help me accelerate my goals, my career, and my my life. And when you do that, you sort of focus on making friends instead of just making connections with people who can refer you. And that is a big mental shift that's going to make this whole thing a heck of a lot easier. The second thing that you can do is engage in ways that give you energy. So I find that a lot of people force themselves to take action on things that they don't really feel energized about. So for example, you might hate the idea of a 30 minute coffee chat with a stranger, but everybody's telling you, you got to meet this person, you know, you got to get them for 30 minutes and pick their brain. So you feel forced into this 30 minute coffee chat when in reality, a 30 minute phone call might feel more comfortable for you. And even beyond that, maybe communicating over email would be the most comfortable for you. So instead of aiming for the 30 minute coffee chat, just try to get better at connecting with them over email or connecting with them over the phone or whatever medium is most comfortable for you that's actually going to give you energy to talk to this person rather than give you anxiety and take your energy away when you think about talking to them. And this goes for so many different things, right? If you feel like sending a cold email is not authentic to you and you feel like you're going to come across much better and you're going to be more excited to create a video, then create the video. In other words, When you think about connecting with this person in any capacity, I want you to focus on things that feel authentic to you and feel fun to you and feel exciting to you and engage that way. What's going to happen when you do that is one, things are going to feel a lot easier and less stressful for you. But two, that energy and that authenticity is going to shine through to the other person. It's going to be infectious and they're going to be excited to connect with you. The third thing that can help you make things easier is to stop doing what isn't working after you give it a fair shot. So a lot of people will come to me and they'll say, Austin, your cold email strategy doesn't work. You know, I emailed five people and I'm not hearing back. And those expectations are mismanaged because if we're just starting, you know, cold emailing for the first time, we're probably not going to get a response after five emails or 10 or even 20. We need to send a higher volume. And then we also need to work to understand the data and get feedback and, you know, iterate based off of that. 
But if somebody sent 50 cold emails and they did all that and they're not getting a response, then they need to find another path to connect with people. Maybe it's engaging with you know, people's posts on LinkedIn or maybe it's connecting with them in person or whatever else feels good. And again, going back to the second piece, gives them energy. So that's what I want you to focus on here. I want you to try these different channels. I want you to give them a fair shot. I want you to get a critical mass of volume in so you have that decent sample size. But if something is not working for you after you've given it a fair shot, then you should pivot to something else. You should go try a different channel. That's the only way that you're you're going to figure out what authentically works for you and what is actually going to get you the results that you want. And this is going to be different for everybody. Somebody may have great, great, great results with cold email and that's working for them. And the next person may not get a single response. And so they need to find a different way to connect. Maybe they find that that's sending videos, whereas if the other person had sent videos, they would get an abysmal response rate. So this is going to be very different for everybody. And that's really important to understand when you're networking. You're not going to know what the best route for connecting is unless you try these different channels, you give them a fair shot, and then you keep experimenting and iterating. The fourth thing that will help make networking easier is to always open the door for the next interaction. A lot of times I see people finally get somebody on the phone or somebody responds to their email and they answer their questions and then this person doesn't know where to go from there. So you always want to have a plan to open the door for the next interaction. One way that I love to do this is to simply ask for something actionable from the person. So you could say, you know, if you don't mind me asking, what was the book that was most impactful for you when you were making this transition? And if they share it with you, then you can go read the book and you can email them back and say, I read it. Here are the things that I learned. Thank you so much for the recommendation. Another thing you can do is ask them for advice. You know, if I want to strengthen my position as, you know, a user experience designer, if I want to uh, take a step towards, you know, growing my brand on LinkedIn, what's one simple thing that I can do every single day? And when they tell you what that is, you can go implement it and then you can show them the results. And that's going to make them feel valued. That's going to make them feel like you listen to them. It's also going to position you as you know somebody who's worth investing in. But most importantly, you've created the opportunity for the next conversation, right? So you didn't just walk out of this conversation with no idea where to go next. You left the conversation saying, I need to go read that book or I need to go take this action and then I can follow up with this person. So you're pre-planning that next interaction ahead of time so that the relationship never stalls out. Which is a great segue into the fifth idea here, which is to pivot when things do stall out. Not every relationship is going to go the full length. Some people are just naturally going to become disinterested or some people are going to get busy or some people are just going to fizzle out for whatever reason. And when that happens, you don't just want to give up on that relationship. Instead, you want to try to convert that into a new opportunity. So one of my favorite ways to do this is to email the person or, or you know, touch base with them and simply say something like, hey, so-and-so, um, you know, it seems like things have, have picked up for you, things have gotten busy, I completely understand. I don't want to take up more of your time, but if you're open to it, would you be willing to share the name of somebody else who might be valuable for me to speak with? And if you're open to it, would you mind making an intro or can I drop your name? And so by doing this, we basically said to them, hey, look, I understand that you're busy. You know, I know that that things have, have kind of fizzled out more or less. I don't want to take up more of your time. So what if we did this instead? And typically people feel guilty if they've left you hanging or they haven't closed the loop, right? There's that tension that's been created and they want to release it. So if if we give them that out of saying, hey, look, I get that you're not that into this anymore. That's okay. 
but what if you introduced me to this other person that would kind of solve things for me here? They're more likely to do that just to relieve themselves of that guilt or right or release the tension. So that's an easy way for you to take that stalled relationship, that fizzled out relationship and convert it into something new, potentially a new relationship with somebody who could add more value, more context, refer you in or any of these things. The sixth thing that you can do to make networking easier is to pass three times before you shoot. So I like to use this analogy uh, for networking. It's based off of my experience playing soccer as a little kid. So when I was a tiny tyke, you know, I would go out there and play rec soccer and it was kind of like beehive soccer and everybody's goal was to shoot. Like you got the ball and you shot because that's what it was all about. It was scoring the goals. And so our coaches would tell us, you know, guys, you have to stop this. You know, here's a rule. You need to pass three times before you shoot. And basically what that forced us to do was focus on passing instead of focus on shooting. And that's what most of us need to do from networking as well. Rather than just shooting our shot and asking for a referral, instead, we need to try to add value to the other person uh, passing in this case. And when we do that three times, when we add value to them, you know, a couple of times before we then shoot our shot, we're much more likely to get a yes than we are if we just, you know, come in guns blazing and just ask for this referral out of the blue. So, that's something that I want you to keep in mind. How do I add value to this person one, two, three, four times before I make the ask for myself? And the more value you add up front before the ask, the better your chances are of getting a yes. And the last thing to help you make networking easier is to slow down to win big. I see a lot of people who feel like they need to be engaging with their contact every other day, every week in order to build the relationship. And that's simply not true. The best relationships are the ones that are built slowly over time. And truthfully, what I found is the best relationships in my network are people that I really only engage with, you know, every couple of weeks, once a month, something like that. And that's what I want you to think about here. I don't want you to feel the pressure to turn this person into your best friend and now you're texting and chatting and emailing every single day. That's not a realistic outcome. And it puts a lot of pressure on you as well. So instead, what I want you to think about is how can I engage with this person and add meaningful value to them every two to four weeks? I think that's a pretty good cadence that allows for some space and some time in between. And it also allows for things to develop and for you to go out there and take action on some of the things that you talked about. So one of my favorite tactics here is to create a spreadsheet, whether it's a Google sheet or an Excel sheet, and add 30 people's names to it, and then just make a goal to engage or touch base with or follow up with one person every day. And by doing this, you're essentially going to engage with all of these meaningful people in your network once a month. And I find that that creates a really, really good cadence where we're not overwhelming people, we're not pushing things too quickly, but we're engaging with them so we're still top of mind and we're adding value to them. So that's something that I'd encourage you to do as well. But I hope that these seven tips give you some new ideas about how to network, maybe take some of the pressure off the way that you've been networking and overall just make networking feel a little bit easier. So I hope you'll go out and implement some of them. You don't have to do all seven if it feels like it's too much or if it's not the right time. Start with one, two, three of them, start small and then gradually build your way up. But I promise you, if you implement some of these things, networking is going to become a heck of a lot easier. So that's it for today. Thank you as always for listening. And we'll see you in the next episode of the podcast. 